Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, Newark Town Football Club are optimistic this could be their season. And Sport HQ has been invaded. The Blues are here to tell us why they're going to win the Central Midlands North. The Twins are back and Stacey Atkins looks at the Nottingham Outlaw and gives us the Striders report. This is Radio Newark, I'm Mick Bradley, he's Tony Smith and these are the headlines. And three of our local girls enjoyed a good week representing Nottinghamshire at cricket. England indoor star Libby Johnson and Collingham's Hester Dakin played for the under-17s against Cheshire and Scotland, while Farndon's rising star Rhiannon Nolan-Davis captained the side against Cheshire before going off to play a starring role for the under-15s against Berkshire, top scoring and taking two wickets. A week to remember for Amelia Crispin, beginning on the 20th with a trip to Hettonley Hall, wherever that is, to take part in the Hetton Lions Super Triathlon. In the highest quality field she's raced against all year, she crossed the line where you would expect a fantastic first place. And Saturday saw her taking part in the Future Outlaw in Nottingham, and once again she managed to come across the line, first girl and third overall. And our open water swimmer Louise Orgill is having a busy few weeks. First up, Lake Barla in Wales, six miles in water temperatures of 17 degrees, saw a third place finish in a time of 3.5 hours and last weekend it was the British long distance Coniston veteran event, a distance of four miles and a great result for her. In two hours she was the first lady home, but possibly the best news of the whole weekend. Mr. Orgill didn't manage to capsize. He stayed dry. This week, the pair are in Hollyhead, Wales for a nine-mile open water event. Madness. Absolute madness. Full reports on all these events, of course, are on our social media pages. The pick of tonight's football looks to be Harrowby United against Spalding United at Dickens Road, and you've still got time to jump in your car as long as you keep your radio on. Pleasing for our young cricket girls, Tony, three of them representing the county. I think that's a fantastic achievement by it's, him. It's not a bad effort, is it, <clears throat> for, for this neck of the woods? When you consider the main <clears throat> cricket clientele or catchment area is um, Nottingham. Uh, and young Rhiannon, at, um, not 15 yet, captain in the under-17s. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. <laughs> <clears throat> that, that says everything about the standard of cricket she must be playing if she's captain in three age groups above. Yeah, so, um, well, yeah, it's, that's absolutely brilliant. So, so, so pleased for him. And Amelia, of course, we expect Amelia to finish first. But she's uh, now finishing uh. first in competitions of national quality. Yeah, and I think, I think Hetton the Hole is, uh, is, is your neck of the woods, the northeast. Is it? Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, you're our geography expert. Well, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm t- talking of geography, I'm very pleased that my wife found out where Big Mandy lives. <laughs> we won't go into we won't go into that one. I've got lots of stories I could tell your wife. Um, and of course, the third of our major stories, the wonderful Louise Orgill. Oh yeah, open water swimming. The, the, uh, just to remind everybody, no wetsuits. <clears throat> no, it's it's. I mean, she's absolutely lovely, isn't she? And, and she, she'll definitely go to heaven with her husband's jokes. <laughs> um, you know, last night we spoke about Berry and Bolton. And we said that mm. Notts County, hopefully, have, are coming out yeah. of the mess. Well, today, um, counties had the transfer embargo lifted. So, um, and Bury's game has been postponed. And Bury's game has been 
Suspended, not postponed. Suspended. suspended. What's the difference? But, uh, basically, the Skinton won't be playing, but um, Bolton's apparently is going ahead. Well, I think they've decided that Bolton's the people that's buying Bolton are further down the line than the ones that buying Barry mm. aren't, aren't aren't they? And I think the the Bolton has got some credibility that it's going to be sold before the season starts. But, yeah, but the, the, you know, I, I, for the sake of repeating, I think County's got away with the skin of the teeth. But all said and done, it's Lancashire, isn't it? And, and the fact that Notts County has survived is absolutely brilliant news. But you're not bothered about Lancashire, are you? Well, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm bothered A about... A good Yorkshire lad, I'm, you're I'm, not bothered I'm, about I'm, Lancashire. I'm bothered about all football clubs, but it's... it's but it's, not the ones from Lancashire. But, but Notts County, I spent 15 years there, and they're the close to the heart. And this is the Yorkshire lad that supports Lancashire at cricket? Nottinghamshire at cricket, these days. Now, come on, come on, who did you grow up watching? Lancashire, yeah. There you go, then. So that should be... You can't just change allegiance. Or, although, actually, you change allegiance all the time to everyone yeah. being successful. Yeah. You'll be walking around in a new town top before the end of the season, I should think. <laughs> <laughs> if they make them big enough, Mick, I'll go for one, yeah. yeah. exactly. <laughs> if Damo starts off with three victories, that'll be it. You'll have a new town top. <laughs> new town Football Club haven't had it easy in the past few years. It's, there's been on more than one occasion when we thought there probably wasn't going to be a new town senior side, at least... They hung in there. It was hard work at times. Some of the results was horrendous. But they hung in there. Um, they had to watch their local rivals collect silverware, which is always hard work, um, while they struggled to get 11 players on a football field. The arrival of Damo Parkinson midway through last season changed their outlook. Now back in York and attracting high-profile players, of which we've got in the studio tonight... Um, the world suddenly looks very rosy. Has he moulded a championship winning side? Are New York back on the march? It's time now to find out, because Damo and the boys are in the studio. Um, we are joined by um, a joint manager, as I've been corrected already once tonight, joint manager Luke Parsons, keeper Nathan Burroughs, and ace forward Lewis Chambers, all in the studio all going to chat to us but we're going to start off with the boss himself the big boss the man that's making it all it all work uh, Damo and but before we start on the team Damo and before we start with the players and all that probably the most important thing for New York Town in the whole of the summer is after 15 years they're actually now playing in Newark um, yeah absolutely massive for us that's something that when I got offered it to me, had a chat about it, something that really excited me, the possibility and the opportunity of being back in the town um, on a brand new site. I think it's going to cost £15 million the site. Um, and watching a lot of local people that hadn't travelled out to Collingham back watching Newark Town. Because I've been looking at the crowds sort of intently to, to what you're getting. Um, yes, those expected a massive crowd for the first match there, and that's exactly what you got. But there was a good crowd last week for the Highcombe game. Better three-figure crowd, better than what you'd hope for, I would have thought. And even in the horrendous conditions of Saturday afternoon, you still got more than Newark Town would have got at Collingham. A yeah. lot more, for, to be honest. Yeah, and there's still a lot of people that don't know where we are. There's, there's pe new faces coming every single game. Obviously, pre-season's always tough anyway. The weather was horrible. Um, but obviously, the site's still developing, so before the start of the season, the covered areas will go in. Um, so, obviously, if it's horrendous again, people will stay nice and dry. Um, and like I said, come the season, I don't see why we can't be well over 150, 200 people at most of the games, particularly if we're playing some of the football we played in the last friendly. We, we've always said that success football attracts people to watch it, but Newark public will come and watch Newark in Newark. Yeah, 100%. The feedback we've had is absolutely incredible. Um, a just positive about Newark Town being back in Newark regardless of how the last few seasons have gone but B with some of the players we've signed um, each and every one of the players we've signed has attracted people to come watch the games which is fantastic for us because the, the the card that you can play in all, all this I mean uh, in, I, I happen to believe that after years and years of, of flow serve and Newark Town being absolutely neck and neck and nicking the, each other's players half a dozen times a season there is now a gap and Flosev are by virtue of the fact they're playing step five football have got to look outside of Newark for the players and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because that's how the system works uh, and people in Newark have got some new get, new names to get used to but it leaves 
it wide open for you to put together the newer core stars yeah it does yeah it's fair play to flow so obviously i worked with roach and kirky for six months and it's absolutely incredible what they've done up there um and obviously that's what we're aspiring to do but we're not competing with them at all now they're they're two or three years ahead of us in terms of the, the project but um we know there's a lot of good newark lads we've attracted one or two that've been playing outside of newark back into newark um but also we've gone we've gone for one or two slightly out of tanks it's going to be the right player and the right character to come in and play for us this season Let's go back to the pitch for two minutes. You're you're an, an FA man. Um, is the future plastic? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Drive through Germany. You look left. You look right. You look in front. Of you, it's plastic everywhere. People remember the old-fashioned plastic pitches. These aren't the same. Most Premier League pitches have got plastic in them. They're safe. I was talking to a lad um, pre-season. Said I don't like them. Did my ligaments. But he also did them twice on grass so it, it's the surfaces now are so safe there's rugby teams starting to play on them so if you're getting tackled by a rugby player an 18 stone man well, it I, must I, be safe I've watched Newcastle Falcons at Kingston Park and they're playing exactly the same surfaces you're playing on yeah what you can't see is the, the 10, 12, 14 foot underneath it and the shock pads and the technology that goes into it they're so far advanced um, even between the two pitches on the side the one we're playing on is so much more uh, technical than the 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 pitch at the side. That that's the future. That's where we'll all go uh, in the end. If you've been brought up on grass, it's got to be conversion difficult. I mean, I, I tend to spend a lot of time watching Gary Atwood's under 15s now under 16s. They've never really known anything different, so they're they're natural on that. But these guys have been brought up on on grass. So just um, I just want to bring Nathan in just a moment because Nathan. <coughs> it's probably got the worst position of the lot to play on a plastic pitch. Um, it, it plays in goal. Um, when you went to town, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, was the fact that they're going to be playing there, did that play on your mind at all? Not really, no. I, I, to be fair, I actually quite like the surface. It doesn't make any you know, sort of marks on my knees or legs or anything like that. It doesn't hurt. It's like Damo said, the ground's particularly soft anyway, so... Um, and I'm used to training on those sort of facilities when I was at other clubs. So actually, it's um, it's, it's a good it's a good facility to play on. So uh, yeah, it doesn't. And it is is it true every time? The point is, I'm getting at is, is when the ball bounced above your head on Saturday, you, <laughs> you blame the pitch. Well, no, I could blame the man to the right of me, which which was the guy that edited it over me, Luke. But probably not. Uh, not <laughs> we won't get into that now. Uh, but no, you're right. It's I'm gonna. It's something to get used to. You know, I've not played on it regularly. Uh, trained on it probably once a week. But in terms of matches, it's certainly something to get used to. Yeah, it's like you say, the ball bounced and it just it didn't skid through to me. It just bounced straight up in the air and then. Yeah, Luke edited it, and then, yeah, but luckily, <laughs> we didn't go in the net anyway, so who cares? But no, it's, yeah, it's something we're going to get used to, but um, I think give us a couple more games and uh, no more balls will be bouncing over my head, I'll tell you that. Exactly. <laughs> you just keep centre-off a bit further That's away it, yeah. from you. And we'll talk to that centre-off now, because he's been missing from Newark Saturday football for too long. Um, how did Damo persuade you that your future was back at Newark and uh, into management as well? Luke Parsons. Um, well, it was an easy one, really. Um, managing has always appealed to me, and Damo actually dropped me a text in the off season and see what if I'd be interested in helping him out. Obviously, snapped his hands off straight away because, like I said, it appealed to me. And uh, being a new at town boy all my life, playing from junior football all the way up to adult football, um, it's obviously something I've always wanted to do. So for me, it was a no-brainer, and hopefully, it can be successful. Are you? going to combine playing and um, <coughs> managing then or, or, or what's, what's, what's your outlook on all this? So I am going to carry on playing um, obviously if Damo and assistant manager Tony feel I'm good enough to be playing then obviously I'll carry on playing I saw the keeper talking to Damo after the match on, on Saturday but you know, that's probably another subject <laughs> altogether <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> yeah we'll skip past that one <laughs> <laughs> But you're a long time not playing, aren't you? Yes, well, exactly. I'm only, what, I'm 31 now, yeah. so, I mean, I don't feel like I'm ready to retire. I think there's plenty of years left in my legs, so certainly is. I think I'd probably regretted it if I uh, certainly hung my boots this early. Are you one of those that 
think that Sunday football is important? Because, I mean, you've, you've, you've had some success on a Sunday football, where Saturday football has probably taken a back seat. Now you're, it's changing around for you. So what's your commitment to Sunday football now? Well, I've uh, packed in Sundays altogether now. Because I understand you're a family man. Yes, yeah, obviously. Well just Congratulations. A, thank you. I've really? had a newborn three weeks ago, so... Uh, come on, come on. A bit more detail. Uh, baby girl called uh, Hallie Rose. Oh, lovely. So, yeah, um... So obviously Sunday morning football I've I've knocked on the head now I'll concentrate on Saturdays um, I think I really Sundays would took it as far as I could possibly win yeah. so good to get involved in Saturdays again I've been out of the picture for a, a couple of years I mean I played last season for Radford but not particularly consistently so obviously this season it's great to be back involved and um, yeah as a player manager <laughs> And you're going to get some daddy time on a Sunday as well. And that's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. it. Um, and, and that is important. That is, that you know, we tell people who come in here, that is so, so important. It is important because on Saturdays, it probably works out better for me actually because Saturdays, me, my kids are always busy on like clubs, like dancing and that. So Sundays is a free day for all of us. So it's great to obviously spend Sundays as a family time. Apart from fact, you'd be on the phone to Damo all day talking about the Saturday match. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> right, when we come back, um, we are going to be talking to somebody pretty much in the same boat as you, because Lewis drifted out of Newark football a little bit, he's now back, and he's now back with a bang, and I want to know the reasons why. OK, Tuesday night means it's our regular Newark Athletic Club spot, and uh, we've got both of them tonight, the Twins, Tilly and Lauren, to tell us what's going off in the world of Newark AC. Girls, it's all yours. Thank you. So we had another win, so well done Chloe Hubbard yesterday at the, wait, on Sunday at the Heckington 10 miler in 60 minutes and 25 seconds, which was amazing. And Tom Hubbard, her brother, also came 10th place in a time of 61.45. So well done to both of them. And then we also have another well done to uh, Chloe Hubbard, Ollie Crampton and Carl Braithwaite for competing in the 5,000 metre track race in Nottingham on Friday night. Um, it was a, another win for Chloe in a time of 17 minutes and 10 seconds. Um, 17 minutes and 57 seconds for Ollie, and then 20 minutes and 36 for Carl. So a big well done to all of them. And then finally we had Lee Braithwaite, who competed in the Grimsby 10K in, in 42 minutes and 22 seconds. So a big well done to him. Absolutely fantastic, um is it coming to the end of the, the, the summer season? I think, um, you know, with yeah, holidays and everything, I think everything is quietening down a bit, isn't it? Yeah, well, there's one Northern League left for us, and then me and Lauren have got the combined event champs in Exeter in September. But apart from that, I think that's everything. And this is the, one that, you, one, this, this is the one that you're getting the sat-nav out for, isn't it? Yeah, we are, yeah. Hopefully mum and dad are driving this down to Exeter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long way, dear. That's what mum and dad's are for. Um, yeah. Right, we'll catch you. We've got one more week and then we're having a bit of a break while we send Tony away to try and get the Yorkshire blood out of him. Um, um, so we'll talk to you for the last time for a few weeks next week. Yes, yeah, see you next week. Bye. 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 Tilly and Lauren out at Newark Athletic Club Girls. Now, like Luke Parsons um, drifted out of Newark Saturday football, the same could be said of our ace forward. He drifted out of Saturday football. Lewis Chambers burst onto the scene. Everybody thought, great, he's here for years and years and years. He, looking where I'm looking, he, did you fall out of love with football? Did it get sour? Did you lose that little bit of momentum? Because you, you seem to drop off Saturday football a little bit. Lewis? Yeah, so basically, um, I've always tried to push myself the highest standard possible. I played, obviously, at Mansfield, then I went down to a few non-league teams, obviously, step five, step four, Evo stick sort of level, and I really enjoyed it. I found a couple of teams, Shybrook Town was especially a good one for me, I loved the following there, the fans was really good. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it, so I've always something I wanted to uh, stay with. While I was playing at Renault, unfortunately, I had a bad car accident, so it sort of put me back, a lot of people don't know, people do know, but it put me back quite a bit, really, so it means I had to stay locally. So I had to rely on people for lifts or where I could play. Um, then not long after that, obviously, I had my uh, firstborn, um, Aston, who's three years old uh, now. And also I've got a second one. So um, I've been working, trying to progress as well, which requires me to work a lot of Saturdays. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, I've not been able to play Saturdays because it takes up your whole day due to work, trying to progress and be um, 
going to the further management level. But now I'm back. Now I'm back with a bang. Um, I really I find a job now where it makes no difference if I play Saturday or Sunday. To me, that's a no-brainer because Saturday is always. I've, even when I've been playing Sundays the last few years, I've always wanted to be back on a Saturday. The fact that you can you warm up properly, you can get involved with the lads. I mean, you can meet a few hours before the game. I, I enjoy the whole atmosphere of it. Um, and the fans coming down to watch the big things that are playing in the park on a Sunday morning um, so yeah it appeals to me massively and I'm, for the town I can see exactly what's going on and I want to be involved with that I want to get them to where Flo's are going and uh, I'm, I'm really loving I'm really loving what's coming out tonight De- uh, Demo I mean as a manager um, where do you stand on this this family thing because I mean I was lucky when I was Secretary at Flowserve and Newark and everywhere else. The daughter was there because she was football mad. So I, you know, but players, you've all got to have some time with your children, haven't you? Um, yeah, um, we're trying to create a family. Um, if you look at the faces back involved with the club, um, Tony joins. There might be one or two other old faces that we can't say yet that might be back behind the scenes, and we're trying to create a family there ourselves, but. I've obviously in the last year learnt the hard way <laughs> around family and I'm part of this. So I've told the boys football secondary, uh, family is absolute number one. Um, and as long as they're honest and open with us and say, listen, I've got this on or I've, I've got that on, that, that's enough for me. So family is absolutely number one and football comes second, which you probably won't hear from many managers. No, and it, it is absolutely refreshing because it's something because I've said time and time again on here and it, it, it is it's totally refreshing. We'll, we'll see if you still say that at one o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. But um, <laughs> and, I know exactly where your sentiments are coming from because, as you say, you've learnt the hard way and... Um, if you can help somebody else then that would be fantastic so what you told me last season um you was almost treading water for the season it was getting your town into mid-table respectability and then the work was behind the scenes you'd already started the work obviously but you wouldn't have talked to anybody until you, you could do because you're not that sort of lad um so you've had a very busy few weeks attracting convincing and cajoling the players that you want there so let's start with arguably the most important position and that was the goalkeeper yeah easy easy um i've well, known i know it's, it's easy I've to known, choose him but how 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 easy was it to get him i've known nath a lot of years he was with me at lincoln Morlands. he was with me at rhp you know i, I love him um so i yeah, I spoke to him when I took over. I spoke to him before I was even involved anywhere and said if I was ever any going to go anywhere, you'd be the first person I'd call. Um, so we had a chat. Obviously, Nathan was unsure what he was doing, whether he was playing Saturdays, whether he was playing Sundays. Obviously, he's got a partner and other commitments and obviously did his bodybuilding for a bit. Um, Is he not doing that now? <laughs> <laughs> well, look at, looking at me what do you think <laughs> I think you are Nate yes oh, thank you <laughs> so uh, and the environment that we're trying to create is obviously like so with the group I think suits most of the characters that we got involved with us. so I think for some of them and you'll speak to me and players across the season that actually yeah the football's good and we're playing to win but the stuff that sits around that the before that Lewis has just talked about the afterwards the nights out the, we've got a really good honest hard working group and I think that suits some of the characters and what they're looking to buy into So Nathan how difficult a decision was it because you are the the one player that, that's really in the last 12 months played for Collingham Flow Serve New York Dan um, <laughs> so um, well, a bit like Carlos Tevez. <laughs> You're there everywhere. Um, you started off at Cunningham last season. Yes. Um, Flosev said, help, we're in a mess, mm. can you help out? And you took your chance to play at, at step six mm. and I think you enjoyed it. Mm. Um, so how difficult a decision was it to leave Flosev this time around and come and come and join this revolution at Newark Town? Well, it wasn't difficult as such to, you know, to sit and ponder about it for, for weeks and weeks. It was more or less look at the situation at FlowServe. Can I see myself playing in the side for the whole season? Um, they've got Joe down there that's a fantastic goalkeeper. Um, you know, and, and I've sort of got to look at it and think, well, actually, am I going to get in front of him? Probably not. But then actually look at the opportunity of what Newark, are trying, Newark Town are trying to achieve. 
and like, like Lewis said earlier, it's, it's being part of something that's a good setup on a Saturday where there's a lot of ambition uh, to progress. Um, and I saw that that's what I wanted to be involved in. So I weighed up my flow serve options and then also looked at the, the possibility of, of what can Newark Town present. Um, and thinking about it, it was Newark Town all the way. Um, I've asked if I can be captain, so I'm going to leave them to decide about that because um, I'm that ambitious about taking Newark Town further and being part of them for, for many years. Um, I've you weren't expecting me to say that, was you, lads? Um, <laughs> I'm just looking at their reaction. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's it's you know there's a lot of a lot of good work going on behind the scenes, and the one thing that really did attract me was the fact that the the the, guy, the guys that they've got down in terms of its joint managers, they've got assistant managers, they've even got a goalkeeping coach. It's been I've seen you work with him as well, and he is quality. He's fantastic, yeah. and and like you say, I, we had Nico last year at FlowServe, and before then, it's probably been about five or six years since I've actually had a goalkeeping coach so that was something that really attracted me as well so yeah I can only see positive things going forward with Newark Town One of the n- names that's come I've seen there and is, is, is a player that I've admired for years and years and years and, and wished he'd have played in Newark um, a lot more than he has done um, is Steve Carty and he's probably at the veteran stage now but he is still absolute quality and a joy to watch playing football yeah I mean obviously I've played with Carter before at Farndon and he's always been one of the best players on the pitch obviously he's been playing step five and a half stably um, for a num- uh, number of seasons now and he was one person at the start of the summer me and Damo wrote a list of players who we would potentially like to sign for us and Carter was on there and at first we thought it was a bit ambitious um, but I spoke. I play golf with Carter a lot, so um, speaking to him during the summer, and I was pleased. It actually said, "Yeah, I'll come down and have a look." Obviously, he's seen what's happening in Newark Town, how ambitious we are, and sort of the players we're getting down and making sure it's a laugh, uh, training's enjoyable, and in the end, he agreed to sign. So yeah, it was ever so pleasing to hear that, and words come out of his mouth. I see he's had the captain's armband on as well. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's had it as well. <laughs> That's not me. He seems to be going around a little bit, this captain's <laughs> armband. It will work its way back to the goalkeeper eventually. I think you're next, are you, Lewis? <laughs> so, um, you can now, you've got your goalkeeper, yeah. yes. you've got your, your midfield general, Yep. Um, you've got your towering centre half. Have we? It's the spot, <laughs> yes. Even though I'm sure Nathan. Anyway. <laughs> um, it's the spine you've always got right I mean I'm, I go back to Brian Clough and Brian Clough says you get the spine of the team right and the rest of the team will play the football random yep. you've got to get the spine right one two three up front yep Lewis and a steal for me a real steal is somebody who I admired last season at Collingham now who's going to talk about George Aspin who's going to be diplomatic I'll talk about George all day long. <laughs> I'll talk about George all day long. Um, known George again a long, long while, obviously. Like Carter, like Parsons, I've done a lot outside of Newark rather than so much in Newark. Um, George played for me with Lewis, with Nathan, uh, Lincoln Moreland's Railway when he was, what, 17 years old? And he was exciting. Then he was raw, but he was exciting. Um, difference between him and a lot of young players at the time was he was hungry and he was determined and he was driven um, so he played two years and he went he went off and played Sleaford and, and here there and everywhere um, or crossed the uh, paths then crossed at Lincoln City where I employed him as an apprentice a disability sports coach so again got back in touch with him and I've remained in touch ever since really but uh, he got in touch with us um couple of weeks back and it was a bit of a surprise to be fair because players of his quality um approaching new at town is shows how far we've come um as a journey but he's been you know one of the top goal scorers in the league three years one of the best players in the league three years and epitomizes what we're about it's great being a good player but if you look at what we've got up top we've got lewis chambers that is exciting and scores goals george Aspin that's exciting scores goals jordan thomas kieran job tyler martin all exciting but they're all work hard there's not a lazy man amongst them they'll all work hard for everyone else on the pitch and th- we've not just one more in this little bit 
to mention um, the news that broke at the weekend. Another Step 5 player. Bridgie. <laughs> He's on the ball, isn't he? <laughs> so I can see why to you're be fair, there. I'll open that. We, we've, we've, uh, <laughs> Well, we've probably got a squad of sent 26 lads now, so obviously <laughs> it's been very, very busy, because you talk about a spine, but... Do you want, I've got a notebook. We've got... Down, I've wrote a list of that several <laughs> times, and it's a headache, to be honest. We've got lots of good players in lots of positions. Craig Bridge, wow. What a player he is. Um, again, Adam McMorlands. Um, he's... I think he could have probably played step two, step three, if he'd have wanted to. He had offers... He's a family man, he loves cycling, he, he, he does so much and I believe he's, obviously he's, he's coming to play his last two or three years. Um, I think he could have played step two, step three and I think you've seen every time he's played Lincoln United, they couldn't get anywhere near him. They, they tried, they tried to kick him, they tried to harass him, they tried to get right, they couldn't get anywhere near. Um, he's, he used to play up front, um, obviously he's dropped into the middle of the pitch but he's so comfortable on the ball and again, just compliments what we're trying to, we're trying to do. Captain material. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, that that it shows that we've 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 had five different lads take it, and actually there's probably five or six more because there's one behind the, you. The group uh, that we've got is such a strong group of characters that that any one of them for me. Lewis, we talk about the spine as of deciding when you line up at Asking in deepest South Yorkshire in a, two or three weeks' time. Um, you can look at that side there and you've got quality just behind you. There's quality in goal, there's quality in in the back four. How does that make you as a forward feel? Because you are going to receive the ball now, aren't you? You're not going to be just running around looking for it. They are good enough to feed you. Oh, yeah, it's brilliant. Um, say one of the main reasons the game it was because I could see the sort of players that was getting in and what they were building. Um, the players around me, I can make the runs now and not have to track back to get them back in position because I know I'm going to get the ball. If I could peel off the defender, the uh, peel off the defender's shoulder, and I find the goal straight away because they, they find me, I find the goal. It's the, the way it works. You know what I mean? <laughs> so um, I've enjoyed it pre-season uh, so far. We've had a bit of a test and other games we've obviously misfired last game a little bit. But I'm up for my um, performances so far. But I'm waiting for the season. I'm ready to go. I mean, I've scored four goals so far in pre-season. It can't games. come quick enough now, can it? No, it can't come it, quick enough. No, pre-season's felt like a lifetime. And I just want to get going, like, help the team out as much as possible. I mean, I'm in, I want to play in the middle. I've desired it to Damo and uh, Parsons. And I want to play and score goals and assist goals as well and win trophies as a team, so... Your next problem, as I see it, Damo, is you're going to struggle to keep 26 people happy. If... We go back to obviously the point I made earlier, family's priority, work's priority, we're not going to have, although we want consistency, there's no way on this earth that every player is going to be available every game. Um, we've been very honest with some that we've said actually you, you're just not going to play. Um, so what we've got left is the group we've got, uh, best players will play. Um, like we said, we've got um, two goalkeepers, both very good goalkeepers, best one will play. Um, we've got four centre-halves, best two will play. Um, and we will be honest we're not going to lie we, we'll be honest all the way which is why like I said at Moreland, we didn't have a budget at Morelands and I attracted players like that because we were honest people were promising five, six, seven hundred pounds as you found out at some clubs down the road Spalding where lads were then owed four or five weeks money we'll never do that to lads so like I said there'll be injuries there'll be lads away there'll be um, family holidays family dues so you need to win the league you need that solid group but because we've got no prima donnas because we've got a good set of lads that will look after each other whether they're in the squad or out of the squad everyone is going to feel part of Newark Town Football Club Flosev took the decision at the end of last season not to pursue a reserve team and look at a under 23 under 21 whatever they've gone gone for as their future um from their point of view, I think the reserve team was too far away from the first team. The gap in um, on the pyramid system was too far. What's happening at Newark Town, or what would you like to see happen at, at Newark Town? Would you like a bona fide reserve team to give some of the lads a run out, or would you w go the same direction as Flowserve and look at bringing the youngsters through to play? the style of football that you two want to install into the first team? Um, 
I think longer term we need reserves, but they need to be playing at a decent standard of football. Um, and I think if them young players are good enough, like last season, we had 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds, that Moreland's just said Lewis was only um, 18, Nathan was only 17, 18, George was... They were playing step five, step six football because they were good enough. And I think the problem is if we join an under-18s league with the good players that are coming through from um, the teams below us they don't get that physical side it's great being able to pass it and be technically gifted but they need some adult football that under 23s league is a good league because they're going to play against adults so I think a reserves team um, or an under 23 team is definitely the way forward Our Newark I mean we know Newark is, is a a junior based club our, our second to none they've got they've got the ladies team there now and I've got to be nice because I already know Sarah Robinson's listening to this and <laughs> I think she's absolutely wonderful um that side of it is is in place in the fullness of time I, I know it's nothing like but i think england's success is the fact that everybody is playing to a pattern and as those kids come through the system they're playing the same pattern they're playing your way of football so when they get to you they already know how to play it yeah but that's got to start with us um we now have a clear identity and a clear way of playing. Um, if we don't have that, that can't filter down. Um, and I think that's what a lot of other clubs um, struggle with at various levels. So we have now got, and we spoke to lads pre-season, we could have gone after a couple of results and then pre-season friendlies, sacrifice what we're trying to do to win a game pre-season. We could have gone 4-4, we could have put an extra man in the middle. Even if it's Lincoln, they changed their shape, we stayed as we are because we've got an identity. So now we are very clear about what we're wanting and what we're expecting. We can then now start to try and pass that down the chain and support other teams and managers to, to get there. Central Midlands Football League, um, to me, has always been one of the toughest seven divisions to get out of. The easiest the easier route for you would have been to go into the not senior eagle or even the lincolnshire league that would have been the easier option to go to step six football i think if you achieve step six football through the central midlands you've certainly earned it um where do you see your odds i know you've spoke to me um you want to win the thing that's your ambition that's what you're going for that's what you're all out for you want to win it simple as um where are the problems going to come um, yeah, the, the I love winning. Parsons loves winning. That's why we, we, we're getting on so well. Um, if we play Man United pre-season, I'd be expecting to beat them, which is unrealistic, but I'd be devastated if we didn't win. You probably um, would, actually. Sorry, Lewis. <laughs> you, you probably would. Uh, but the, the problems will come is consistency and that's not just with us because you can go out because there's a couple of reserve teams in there. You catch them on the wrong day and they've got six step five first teamers in there. Um, or Retford, um, you know, done really well. They've got a lot of investment. Um, but it will be consistency. Like I say, if we keep everyone fit and healthy and we keep our best players on the pitch um, and we keep them happy and they keep working hard, the problems will be because we create our own problems rather than what opposition do. Do you look at other clubs, Lewis? Are you a sort of a non-league aficionado or do you, whoever we're playing this weekend, that's all you're bothered about? and leave it to the management to look at the local scene, so to speak. I, I do look ahead. It's like, I like to see a bit of non-league football, but ultimately it goes down to who we've got at the weekend. We ain't going to take three points off somebody who's playing in four weeks' time. So we want to take three points on the Saturday coming up. So for me, yes, who we've got, that's what I'm focusing on. Whereas Luke, you've seen a lot of local football. You've been involved out of Newark in local football so you do know what's going off out there um, like Damo obviously you know you're going to win this thing um, where do you see your biggest rivals coming from? Um, I think our two probably biggest rivals this season were probably obviously like Damo's probably mentioned Retford United um, who have had quite a few pre-season games already this season and probably Harworth who dropped down a league last season Um We've sort of seen them twice this season in pre-season and they actually played Armthorpe, who we played on Saturday. So speaking to a couple of their guys about them as well, um, they're probably going to be a tough team as well. OK, we're going to um, catch up.
catch up with Stacey Atkins now, who's going to give us not only the Striders report, but tell us all about what happened in the Nottingham Outlaw on Sunday when I think the winner, unfortunately, was the weather. And when we come back, Mr Smith is taking his orange-tinted glasses off and he's going to be talking about Newark Town. No Graham this week, but um, what an understudy um, for the Striders report and to tell us all that happened at the Nottingham Outlaw on Sunday, a very, very good friend of the show, the one and only Stacey Atkins. Stacey, welcome back. Good evening. Thank you for having me back. Um, we'll start with the the outlaw because it, it wasn't um, what everybody was expecting. Not at all. No, no. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I checked the Met Office weather app between Thursday when it was swelteringly hot and uh, Sunday morning when it was raining, um, and it just kept changing by the hour to overcast with a bit of drizzle, heavy rain, back to overcast. So looking at perfect conditions, really, and um, pulled up on Sunday morning, and my first thought was, how am I going to get my car off this grass field when the skid thing had kicked in while I was parking it? But not at any point did I think, well, they'll cancel part of this. I just didn't, that didn't even cross my mind. Um, it was, how am I going to keep warm? What am I going to do? Make sure I get my waterproofs on as much as I'm going to feel warm as I come out of the ra- out of the water. I will get cold on the bike to get the waterproofs on and, and just get going. And then the swim ended and we were greeted with, go and chat to that person over there. And uh, the bike's cancelled. Like, yeah. Uh, and there was, they just started to tell us that there were parts that were you couldn't get past so you come out of home pier pond to get onto the a52 and it it's coned off to the cyclist and that was flooded um so we wouldn't have been able to get through in the first couple of miles and then out on the course there were there was trees down the potholes were covered in water now hitting a pothole on your road bike when you can see it is scary enough but when you don't know it's there it just doesn't it's not worth thinking about and uh, somebody was saying that they were at uh, the, one of the feed stations on the course. The first feed station, which is um, just outside Col Colston, I think. And the water was uh, three-quarters of the way up their wheels, the car. The puddle was over the middle of the road, so we'd have had to go onto the wrong side of the road to get past it. And they're not closed roads on the outlaw. They're open roads, so we're sharing them with, with all the road users, uh, cars and cyclists alike. So, yeah, for our own safety, it was definitely the right call by One Step Beyond. Definitely. Because I thought when when Cascot put the picture of you coming over the finishing line halfway through the afternoon, I thought, what? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? You weren't tracking it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was not yeah. expecting to finish at three o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, as no. good as you are. I know, no, nor was I. I was expecting to just be potentially finishing the bike and getting out onto the run at three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, and I have to say, you know, you think, oh, well, it, it, and these were a lot of thoughts of people. Oh, it's just a marathon, just a marathon. But a marathon six hours earlier than you're expecting uh, without very much fueling from some people, including myself, made it pretty tough. And the conditions out on that run were were awful. We go out on the towpath along the Trent to um, out to the forest ground actually, and it was just—I may as well have been in my wet. Should have been in my wetsuit again. It was like swimming all over again. In fact, I was wetter than when I was in the lake. This means you've got to do it next year. You know that, don't you? I know, I know, and I really didn't want to go long next year. I was hoping for a year off. No, no, you've got to do it next year. Right, Stacey, um, you are um, the new Striders Stato, so away away you go. I know. So Friday uh, night was the 5K Newstead Abbey Dash, uh, of which we had four participants. We had Simon Roberts, who finished in 18.42, first for the club, followed quickly by David Cross in 20.03. Uh, Peter Davis then came along in 23.12, and Stephen Tomlinson was the last to finish for Striders in 23.56. So some amazing times there. 
but we've definitely got to give a big shout out to Peter Davis who um, retained his gold medal as this was the 5k championships for Nottinghamshire uh, and he retained the gold in the Vet 65 category so massive well done to Peter Davis he just seems to be getting better and better Saturday saw our chairman and her husband head over to the Heckington Show to do their 10 mile event which they ran together uh, but finished slightly apart one in uh, an hour and 34 18 and the other in an hour and 38 19 that was all the running we did at the weekend other than the usual park runs except on Sunday apart from myself at the Outlaw uh, Triathlon which turned into a swim run uh, Noel Henderson took part in his very first triathlon at uh, down in London, and yeah, he completed that despite not being able to swim at the beginning of this year. So massive well done to everyone that took part in those events this this week. It was a good training session for next year for you. <laughs> I know when you start out on a twenty six point two mile run, you're like, well, it can just be training. That I, I think uh, I need my head tested a little bit. <laughs> No comment. Stacey, thank you so much. We, we're no glad problem. you've got round in safe and in one piece. That's the most important thing. Yeah, thanks very much. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. The wonderful Stacey Atkins, and she'll have to do it next year, Tony, because she, she when she don't do Bolton, she had to go back and do Bolton again. So, mm. you know, this is not her fault at all. But um, we've been hearing great things and great expectations about um, New, New York Town tonight. Yeah, I mean... I, I've always wanted um, a Newark team to do well, whoever it might be. Ever since I've been here, uh, over a quarter of a century at the Advertiser, people were always saying, well, how come Newark haven't got a team? And it doesn't really matter to me whether it's Newark Town or Newark Flow Server, as long as a Newark team is doing well, because the support that they get is unbelievable. When we played Selston, when Flow Surf played Selston, Last Christmas we had 673 in the crowd and it was just incredible to see that amount of people and I went up to the chairman having counted the attendance and I said we've got 673 here today and he said to me dear God what have we done and it, 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 if, if, it's, it's, like, it's like the film Field of Dreams if you build they will come in Newark and, and it is just fantastic but I, I, I was one of the uh, four guys that uh, resurrected Newark Town uh, me, Steve Postlethwaite, who's no longer with us, bless him, uh, Dave Duddles and um, and Paul Bagley. And, the, and the, the four of us met in the upstairs room at the Old King's Arms uh, for several weeks and eventually Newark Town were resurrected uh, very early 1990s, late eight, you know, sort of um, 1980s, whatever. And, and we played our first game at um, at Collick Park at the, the, the race course there as an under sixteen side, Matt Trueblood in goal, and um, he's still playing these days, but not football anymore. He's playing cricket for Farndon, and he's superb in the field. He was a superbly athletic keeper and is a fantastic fielder as well. But it's, it's yeah, I've, I mean, New, Newark Town are very close to my heart as well. It just happens that you know fate has seen me end up at Newark Flow Servant. I'm I'm not, and, I'm, and I'm not sure who's, who's the team on. I think they're lucky and who the team on. I don't think they're lucky. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you know, if, if a Newark team does well, yeah, I'll, I'll give them all the support in the world. Fantastic. And um, I think hopefully we're going to see two Newark teams doing well hmm. this season. Um, Demo, you start on August the 10th, I think. Yes. Um, I'll put your mic up. It might even be big. You might even hear what you say then. Um, one more friendly to come. Yeah, we play, uh, obviously, Spalding United 11 um, tomorrow. They've split their first team tonight and tomorrow. Obviously, everyone knows they're playing um, tonight, but they split them equally, which, again, shows respect that we've earned pre-season because Arabia League above, so they could have sent the first team there, but, like I said, it's half and half. Hopefully, it's nice weather. Um, it would definitely be good football. Um, so, hopefully, it's a 7.30 kick-off, so a little bit earlier. Good time um, when the sports show don't finish till late. It's not our fault. Spalding United requested it and we've been we've accommodated. But it's down at the YMCA again. Obviously we're then back at the shed RHP for um drinks after the game. But it'd be another good game, another good um show about how far we've come. Um and just some good football to watch. Uh, oh, are you still? Oh, no, yeah, I was just going to say there is a great similarity between the two clubs, New at Flowserve and New at Town, in that they not only sign good footballers, but they sign blooming good lads as well. 
and I think that's so important at a football club because that's what the crowd respond to as well it took him 55 minutes to realise that there's four people between him and the door. Yeah, and apparently Demo's got a baseball bat, I've just found out, yeah. Um, <laughs> you start away, as we've already said, in, in South Yorkshire. They've only, so far, given the August fixtures out, but no, they're all out now. Right, Luke's on the ball. Right, so when when's the big derbies against Collingham? I can't tell you, I'll stop me. You see, you've said 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 you've it's what you want to do it's what you want to play on the floodlights and it's uh, just a different type of game really um, a bit cooler as well usually it's so important though to get off in August yes in that division it's so important to get off to a decent start yes because if you're not you're going to be playing catch up until Christmas if you're not careful oh yeah so you've got to hit it running haven't you yes we've got to hit no it pressure running. boys yeah no no pressure at all I mean got to hit it running um, four fixtures that have come out if you look where teams finished last season on paper you would say your ideal start but if you look where we finished on paper last year they're saying the same they're saying the same yes so um, hopefully by the end of August we can win all four games Uh, that's the aim (coughs) and like I say then everybody else is playing catch up a a buy in the cup I mean the cup to the players a cup final is a dream isn't it a Saturday cup final is a dream I mean certainly I, 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 I um, was lucky enough to be involved at Lowfields when Briggy was a manager and of all the things that he said the one thing that really stuck to me that 20 Sunday medals is worth one Saturday medal <laughs> you know so if you get to a Saturday Cup final you've you've earned the right to play in it and enjoy it certainly I think it's it's Saturday Cup finals are is what any footballer should aim to to, to get to um, the the whole day it's you know from as soon as you get up in the morning to, to when you hopefully lift the cup and drink the beers after it's it's a day that everybody should remember and aspire to be at and so uh, all we need next season is a league and cup double well that's what I've uh, no problem that's what we're in for aren't we look? a league and cup double and you as captain absolutely <laughs> right we've, we've got that sorted out tonight tomorrow night we're sticking with the football theme um, we're having Newark's um top referee in the studio to talk about the new laws. We're running a bit late. I'm going to say bye-bye. I'll leave you with Stuart Preston.